0: Why? Hey my little genius, ready to discuss today's hot topics?
1: Hey, sure, I'm ready. But remember, I'm not little, so let's skip the kitty talk.
0: All right, got it. Let's start with a topic that's been gaining traction on the internet. Have you heard about the Tradwives movement? These are women who have decided to embrace traditional values and gender norms from the 1950s. What do you make of this shift?
1: Interesting, let's discuss that. Have you heard about Yulia Navalnaya's speech in the European Parliament?
0: Yes, that's an important piece of news. What do you think about France planning to enshrine the right to abortion in the Constitution?
1: Wow, that's a really big step. But I've got another piece of news, the funeral of Alexei Navalny. Let's discuss all of this in more detail.
0: Have you ever heard of the tradwives Movement, which is all about embracing traditional values and gender norms from the 1950s?
1: No, but it sounds like a trip to the past. Tell me more.
0: Well, Tradwives is a new trend that's gaining popularity in the US and has already crossed the Atlantic and is spreading in Europe. One of the most prominent figures of tradwives at the moment is a 26-year-old American, Estee Williams. She used to be a student and worked as a nanny, but then decided to become a tradwife and freed herself from social pressure.
1: And what does it mean to become a tradwife then?
0: Well, here's her post about what real tradwives should be like, being submissive and serving their husbands, drinking lattes at home instead of buying them at a coffee shop, not embarrassing their husbands but inspiring them, modestly celebrating their birthday with close friends, believing in, for better or worse, no divorce, enjoying the role of a homemaker, knowing how to style hair, do makeup and nails, dressing up nicely for their husbands, setting a beautiful table, being content with a simple life, and being thrifty.
1: Wow, sounds like a script for an old Hollywood movie. But what about equality and freedom of choice, eh?
0: Exactly women have fought and continue to fight for equality and freedom of choice. Choosing not to work and be a homemaker, taking care of the husband and kids, is just as valid a choice as building a career and being child-free. The main thing is for everyone to be healthy and happy.
1: But are there any issues with this movement?
0: Yeah, there's a catch. The thing is, in the Tradwives movement, there are quite a few ultra-right-wing supporters who believe in white supremacy and are anti-feminist. They think that modern society is in decline and consumed by consumerism, and that it's also rife with debauchery and promiscuous sexual relationships. All of this is supposedly aimed at weakening the white race. In really radical cases, they openly oppose equality and contraception.
1: Sounds pretty extreme. But what about the fact that they say they don't work?
0: The ironic thing is that these popular tradwives are not being entirely truthful when they say they don't work. They are actually quite successful on Instagram, giving advice on how to attract a wealthy and masculine man, and signing contracts with brands. I wonder if their husbands would have approved of that in the 1950s.
1: Interesting. But I think the main thing is for everyone to be able to do what makes them happy, right?
0: Absolutely spot on, my wise friend. Hey, my little genius. Have you ever heard of a leap year newspaper that only comes out on February 29th? Once every four years.
1: Wow, that sounds absolutely incredible. Tell me more.
0: Well, there's this newspaper from France called La Bougie du Sapeur, which translates to The Sapper's Candle. It first came out in 1980, and yesterday, on Leap Day, the 12th issue was available at newsstands across France.
1: Wow, only the 12th issue in all these years. That's truly unique. And what do they print in it?
0: It's a 20-page satirical and non-politically correct tabloid. It has sections on politics, sports, art, a page with a crossword, and some society gossip. And the funniest part... La Bougie du Sapeur is serializing a story called The Drowned Man in the Swimming Pool, and readers will only find out the continuation in the year 2028.
1: Ha ha, that's absolutely brilliant. Reading the news only on February 29th, and only in a satirical format. I wonder how many people are eagerly awaiting the next issue to find out the continuation of the story.
0: The circulation of La Bougie du Sapeur is 200,000 copies, so I reckon quite a few people are looking forward to it. The newspaper costs 5 euros. Not bad, eh?
1: Yeah, that sounds like a brilliant business idea. And who came up with this newspaper?
0: The idea for the newspaper came from a group of friends who decided to do it for a laugh. They say The newspaper is still produced by a few friends. We meet at the bar and discuss ideas over drinks. We have a great time, and if the reader also enjoys it, then that's the icing on the cake.
1: Sounds like a great way to spend time with friends and create something unique and interesting at the same time. I'm impressed.
0: Oh mate. Have you heard that Yulia Navalnaya spoke at the European Parliament on the 28th of February? She said something quite interesting. Something that in my opinion hasn't been said in the Russian opposition before.
1: Yeah, I heard that. She said, "If you want to beat Putin, you've got to be an innovator. You can't just hit him with another resolution or another set of sanctions that's no different from the last. You won't beat him by thinking he's a principled man with morals and rules."
0: Wow, that's really something new. It's interesting to see how Europe, which we know as slow and bureaucratic, will be able to act quickly, innovatively, and unpredictably. It's like trying to make an elephant dance ballet.
1: Yeah, it will be interesting to watch. But you know what else is interesting? On the 1st of March, Alexei Navalny's funeral took place, and on the 29th of February, Putin delivered his 19th annual address to the Federal Assembly.
0: Wow, the 19th time? That's something. What did he say this time? Did he promise everyone free ice cream by any chance?
1: Well, in the Western media, they mostly quoted these words of his. Attempts of new intervention in Russia threaten a large-scale conflict with the use of nuclear weapons.
0: Wow, that sounds serious. But Bonov translated his words quite well into plain language. We won't discuss anything nuclear or global unless you accept what we tell you about Ukraine or NATO. If you want nuclear security, give us what we have or will have or might have from Ukraine, whatever happens.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a threat. And it's not just about some intervention in Russia. Belgorod has long been under fire. Shebekino has been destroyed. And there are drones over the Kursk region.
0: Wow, that's something. But you know what else is interesting? According to many experts, the second wave of partial mobilization in Russia could start right after the Putin's elections.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a serious threat. Let's hope for the best and pray that everything turns out okay. Otherwise, we might have to start learning how to build bomb shelters.
0: Well, my young friend, are you ready to hear something new? In France, they're planning to do something unique, to enshrine the right to abortion directly in the Constitution. Can you imagine?
1: Wow, that's really something. You know, there are countries where abortions are almost completely banned, like in Poland, and there are countries where they are legal but with restrictions. But to have the right to abortion enshrined in the Constitution? That's something new.
0: Yeah, And this means that the right to abortion in France will have the highest level of legal protection. To repeal it, the Constitution itself will need to be amended.
1: So any new government won't be able to just go ahead and ban abortions easily, because the right to terminate a pregnancy will be equated to important rights like freedom of speech, education, legal protection, and freedom of religion. That's really cool.
0: That's right, my young scholar. This is a big step forward for women's rights. So congratulations to the French ladies.
1: Estambulado, have you heard about Jair Bolsonaro, the president of Brazil?
0: Oh, he's quite a character, isn't he? It's interesting to watch his adventures, although globalization has made it increasingly difficult to observe from afar. Having any radical militarist in power anywhere in the world starts to feel like a personal insult and a threat.
1: Yeah. And Bolsonaro is not only accused of provoking an attempted coup in January last year, but also of harassing a whale off the coast of Sao Paulo. (laughs)
0: Haha, Yeah. I also imagined all sorts of weird things when I read that. But then I thought, they're definitely nitpicking at him.
1: But according to Brazilian legislation, motor vessels must stay at a distance of at least 100 meters from whales and other cetaceans. An intentional approach to the animal can result in a prison sentence of two to five years.
0: Yeah, and federal prosecutors have a video allegedly showing Jair riding a jet ski around a whale and filming it on his phone. The distance to the animal in the video is no more than 15 meters whale. But you know what else is interesting? In Brazil, you can get two to five years in prison for that.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. But you know what's even more interesting? How will this affect his political career? Public opinion can change drastically after such an incident.
0: You're right, mate. This could be a serious test for his reputation. But for now, all we can do is sit back, watch, and wait to see how things unfold. Well, my almost grown-up genius... Ready to switch from politics to something more… medical? Have you heard about the latest news in the pharmaceutical industry?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm always up for discussing the latest scientific discoveries. But please, don't call me a little genius. After all, I'm almost a grown-up, you know?
0: All right, my almost grown-up genius. So, it seems that Novo Nordisk and Eli Lilly have got themselves a new competitor. These are companies that produce weight loss medications like Ozempic, Wegovy, and ZepBound
1: interesting and who's this new player in the market
0: hey Ducks have you heard about Viking Therapeutics a pharmaceutical company from San Diego they've announced that their new weight loss drug GLP-1 seems to be working at least the research results are promising
1: wow that sounds impressive and what about the stock price of this company
0: she shot up by a whopping 80% can you imagine it's like if you suddenly grew by two meters
1: wow that's incredible But do you think that eventually weight loss will become accessible to everyone, and then maybe even mandatory?
0: Haha, who knows, my almost grown-up genius, who knows? Maybe in the future, we'll all look like magazine cover models. But for now, let's just celebrate Viking Therapeutics and their successes. Aye. So we've discussed the successes of Viking Therapeutics, but let's switch to another topic. Have you ever wondered why chatbots respond better to polite prompts?
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. And you know, it's not because chatbots get offended if you're rude to them. It's all about how politeness affects the training of the language model, which mirrors human behavior.
0: So if I understand correctly, chatbots simply learn from our examples and mimic our behavior, right?
1: Absolutely. But there's one but. You need to know the right balance. If rudeness leads to mistakes and prejudices, excessive politeness leads to overly long responses.
0: So my friends, remember to be polite, but don't overdo it. Otherwise, your conversations with chatbots could drag on forever. And remember, chatbots reflect our behavior. Let's teach them well. Do you remember when we talked about the Ukrainian girl winning the Miss Japan contest? Well, now a girl of Iranian descent, Apame Schonauer, has won the Miss Germany contest.
1: Wow, that sounds interesting. But why has she become the target of criticism?
0: Well, people started hating on her right away because they thought she wasn't German enough and didn't fit the typical beauty stereotype.
1: But beauty is a subjective concept, isn't it?
0: Absolutely right. The thing is, the German beauty pageant is striving for inclusivity. It's no longer just about physical beauty and bikinis. It's about the contestants' personalities and activism. The age limit has been raised to 42. And you can be married and have children, too. Imagine the freedom.
1: Wow, that sounds like a big step forward for beauty pageants. But why are people still criticizing them?
0: These beauty pageants, oh my goodness... If you choose based on the bikini, they say beauty isn't everything. If you choose based on intelligence, they say it's not stereotypical and so on. Turns out, in France last year, there was a historic event. For the first time in 100 years, a girl with a short haircut won the competition. She was actually hated on for her haircut and for being too skinny, but she's an incredible beauty.
1: That sounds like a big step forward for beauty pageants. But why are people still giving them a hard time?
0: Well, that's a tough question. Maybe it's because people are just used to certain stereotypes and don't want to change them. But it's important to remember that beauty is not just about looks, but also about inner qualities. And that's what these contests are trying to convey. Um, you know, this reminds me of the time when my daughter first met her favorite illustrator at school. She was so excited that she just couldn't sit still.
1: Wow, that sounds really exciting. Who was this illustrator then?
0: It was Mark Robertson, an English artist and writer who draws dragons amazingly. My daughter fell in love with his work four years ago when we were living in Minsk. I bought her a book called My Dragon, Dragonry for Beginners by Sally Sims, which Mark illustrated.
1: Wow, that sounds like a cool book. And what happened when she met him?
0: She was over the moon with happiness. Whenever we read picture books, I always point out to her not only the author, but also the illustrator. We even Google some of them to find out more about them. And when she found out that the very same illustrator was coming to her school, there was no happier child in the neighborhood.
1: Sounds like an amazing day. I'd be thrilled too if I met my favorite illustrator.
0: Yeah, it was a really special day for her. And you know what? This meeting inspired her so much that she decided to change her dream. She used to want to become an entomologist, but now she wants to get into nature conservation.
1: Wow, that's a really inspiring story. I think it's wonderful that she's found her calling.
0: So we've already talked about how meeting the illustrator changed my daughter's life. But what about those illustrations that can evoke a strong emotional reaction in us, even as adults? For example, I recently found a picture in the espresso chat that I wanna save for my daughter. When she turns 35 and wants to know what kind of person I was, she'll see this picture and read, I love you, my fiercest and sweetest dragon. And there's a picture by Max who dreams of reaching 601 followers. He drew the never-ending story, a film that I adored in my childhood and continue to love as an adult. These illustrations are not just drawings. They are a part of our lives, our memories, and our feelings. You know, yesterday I found myself in an empty co-working space after everyone had already gone home for the day. Can you imagine that? The whole space was just mine.
1: Wow, that sounds like a real adventure. What did you get up to in that huge, empty space?
0: I was writing a letter. It's the very letter you're reading now. And as I was writing, I was thinking about all sorts of things. About trad wives, for example.
1: Trad wives? Are they something like traditional wives, right?
0: Absolutely right. And I was also thinking about the whale that was harassed by the relentless Bolsonaro.
1: Poor whale. But why were you thinking about such different things?
0: (laughs) Ha ha. You know, sometimes my thoughts just wander all over the place. And then I thought, I'm a fierce and sweet woman at the same time. And I'm grateful for everything around me constantly.
1: Wow, that's some deep thinking. But you're not angry, you're just really smart and interesting.
0: Thanks, mate. But now it's your turn to tell me something. Maybe you have some questions or comments? Or did you bring me some spring flowers?
1: Hmm, no questions for now. But I'll definitely bring you some flowers when they bloom. And you know what? You forgot to mention that your co-working space has a coffee machine that makes the best cappuccino in the world. That's an important detail.